everyone. Welcome to Oh Wow the Podcast, a weekly recap and analysis of every episode of Skins UK starting from the very beginning. I'm your host, Augustine, and today we're getting into Season 4, Episode 2, Emily. Before we start going over the episode recap, I just have to say love and light during this retrograde. There's like six planets in retrograde right now. I am totally like spaced out, exhausted, and emotionally unwell. So I hope that you guys are faring well and taking it easy. Also, happy October! It's October 1st, and I love the colder weather. I love, like, the dead of winter, like, February when everyone's suffering so much. So this is just the exciting anticipation period for me, and I hope you guys have, like, fun Halloween plans or whatever. Anyway, so getting into this episode, which was basically a full dramatized movie, like this episode alone could have been a movie, I believe. It's so action-packed and really like plot-driven, so there's going to be a lot of recapping plot details and things that happened, but I also tried to include some smaller details and aesthetic choices and things like that. So let's just get right into it because there's a lot to go over today. In the last episode, it was like Thomas cheating on Pandora with the girl at the hospital and that whole mess and the girl whose name is Sophia, by the way, dying at the club, taking the ecstasy. So that's where we're opening. We see Emily at Naomi's house and she's in her underwear, just like walking around looking at photos when suddenly a package arrives. I kind of can't tell if the mail delivery guy in this scene was hot or if I'm just really down bad. (laughs) But I thought he was kind of cute. Anyway, he was checking out Emily because she's like topless in the window, so he's kind of perving, as we would come to expect from Skins. And he gives her a package, and she brings it up to Naomi, who's in bed, and we open the package. It's a pair of scooter motorcycle goggles that Naomi got for Emily and they talk about how they're going to take a trip across Mexico together that's like their plans for the upcoming year so as the ups and downs of Naomi occur we're currently on an up period and they're very lovey and they're excited for their plans together and then they scooter around the city on this moped type of thing And it's giving me big tank girl vibes because Emily has this big helmet that with the goggles and then with their outfits, like the knee socks and stuff, it just really makes me think of tank girl. So I kind of love those vibes. They definitely are standing out a lot. And Emily gets home and Mr. Fitch is being really sad and weird, sort of clunking around the garage listlessly. It makes you wonder what's going on. There's always trouble in paradise at the Fitch household, so we're going to have to just hold on to this for a little bit. And Mrs. Fitch, whose name is Jenna, is being really mean and just, like, more mean than usual. She's usually kind of mean, but she's really mean in this episode. Like, she slaps the little brother upside the head, and she's telling... Emily how much like she hates Naomi and just being really ruthless. We cut to back at the college where 
Naomi and Emily are still being romancy and sweet, but Naomi looks up and there's a poster looking for information about what happened to Sophia. So she's trying to pretend that she doesn't care or know what's going on, but it obviously startles her to see this poster, which is only exacerbated when Doug grabs Naomi and Emily and says that the police are looking for them to interview them. You'll remember in the last episode, the cops showed up and were kind of just asking people questions, but now they're specifically looking for Naomi and Emily. And Emily's super confused because she doesn't know anything that Naomi had to do with this situation. But we kind of know from the last episode. They go into this police interview and Emily's trying to be honest right up front, but Naomi starts lying and saying, oh, we didn't see Sophia that night at all. Like, I don't know her, never talked to her never saw her, don't know what you guys are talking about, and Emily's like, why are we lying to the police because we didn't do anything wrong? So a little bit of tension begins to arise, and then Naomi's like, hey, I sold her the drugs, so we have to fucking lie because I'm fucked if they find out what really happened. It's a little weird that Naomi is so forthcoming telling Emily that she sold the drugs. It's like, oh, is that all it was? Because if so, then why did you keep this a secret for so long from Emily? Why not just tell her? So we'll revisit that because it does make you kind of wonder, like, why would she just tell her right away and even Cook is like, yeah, like, I know what happened, whatever. We can all just kind of pretend it didn't happen. They're not going to find out. Emily becomes a little detective in this episode. She is on the case, Nancy Drew moment, and she goes to Sophia's family's house and protect. Oh, she literally says her name's Nancy. Literal Nancy Drew moment. I wonder if that was on purpose. Wow, look at me. I'm so smart. Piecing it together. Okay, so yeah, she goes to Sophia's family's house and she says her name's Nancy because she's (laughs) being a little detective and Sophia's mom is just like really different from what you would kind of expect you would think that she would I don't know I guess just have a better sense of what's going on but she was just like yeah Sophia was always really secretive and basically like lying and we don't really know like did you know Naomi and Emily and Emily, pretending to be Nancy, has to be like, yeah, I kind of know them. What's the deal? And then we kind of get more insight when the mom takes Emily upstairs to go look at Sophia's room. Also, one little detail that I really liked if you're watching on Hulu, Sophia's brother, his name is Matt, is playing video games in his room. And the caption, the closed captioning says, futuristic gunshots as the sound of the video games, which I just thought was kind of funny. Matt is kind of on edge. Obviously, his sister just died, so he kind of doesn't have a warm welcome for everyone that she went to college with and was friends with. And Emily is poking around Sophia's room, and it's just, like, covered in drawings of girls, like, really sapphic energy and these little flip books that make little scenes of girls kissing and so Emily's super confused because she definitely wasn't expecting this and she also starts looking through this university catalog that has an envelope and a key 
inside. It's literally just like a detective show. There's clues. So she grabs the envelope that says Matt on the front, and she grabs the key, and she grabs the catalog, and those are going to be like our little clues in this episode. Kind of fun. Matt is kind of asking Emily questions and being really suspicious of her and saying, you know, my sister didn't kill herself, even though that's what they're saying, because she would have said goodbye to me, which is really heart-wrenching and sad. And so Emily's like, here, I found this envelope that has your name on it. I don't know what this is, but here you go. So she leaves. (sighs) There's so much going on with this. What a, a mystery. She goes to some table and opens the catalog, and we see Naomi, it looks like, in a picture with Sophia in the catalog. Emily goes to talk to her mom. Her mom works at a beauty salon. And the guy working at the front desk, Graham, (laughs) is, like, so flamboyant. And he's like, hey, what's going on? Why are you crying? Um, What's going on with JJ? Did he cheat on you? (laughs) When Emily's just crying because she's confused and is like why did Naomi lie and go to this college thing like what the fuck is going on but apparently Jenna Mrs. Fitch told Graham and everyone else that Emily and JJ are dating and Emily's pissed she's like why did you tell him that I'm straight when he's as she says quote gay as a window (laughs) which made me laugh But then Mrs. Fitch is so awful and homophobic. Sorry, I'm yelling. Is so awful and homophobic. And she's like, he's an adult. He earned the right to be gay. You're too young to know what you are, which is such a terrible thing to say. Like, that is insufferably awful and really makes you hate Mrs. Fitch a lot for just being so incessantly homophobic and terrible. Okay, so we have, like, a total change of scenery. We're back in the cafeteria at the college. Freddie's eating french fries, as they would say, chips in England. And guess whose slender, pale little fingers come and scoop one up? But our friend Effie. Effie's back. Ooh. And they play this song in the background that is not on Spotify, but it's a good song. So I'll tell you the name of it. It's No More Flowers by Andrew Davey. You can watch it on, or you can listen to it on YouTube. But yeah, it's not on Spotify. So good song playing when we see Effie again. And she says that she went to Italy for the summer. She was thinking about Freddie the whole time. Freddie says that he got chlamydia from having sex with someone that Cook had sex with. And that was his exciting summer, but that he's all good now. So we love sexual health testing treatment. You know, it's good to end the stigma and take care of yourself. And that's a great thing to do. So good for you, Freddie, for addressing it. He's like, I don't know if Cook took care of it or not, though. Like TBD on that, which I would not be surprised if Cook just didn't give a shit. Also, I'm giving Bristol's Best... I don't even think we've had a Bristol's Best in, like, three episodes because the outfits have been so boring. I think the Love Ball's the last time I really remember a good outfit. But I'm going to give the Bristol's Best to Effie for wearing blue sparkly hot pants over black tights. They kind of give me, like, Taylor Swift music video vibes. 
And then she's wearing a black mesh shirt, and her hair looks really nice and, like, clean and styled. So we're going to give Effie the Bristol's best for that outfit because it's cute. I like it. She looks nice. Emily shows up, and she asks Freddie if he's worried about Effie and Cook hooking up at some point. She's having a lot of issues trusting Naomi ever since finding out about the catalog. And Naomi's always acting suspicious as fuck, just at all times. Naomi's baseline is sus. And so I don't blame Emily for, like, feeling skeptical of what's going on. And Freddie kind of is distracted watching Cook and Effie flirting. So, like, is this love triangle going to continue? I might lose my mind if we keep reigniting this one plot device over and over and over. So we're going to hope that this is just over and it's just a little bit of a moment. Emily takes the catalog and slams it on the window of Naomi's classroom that she's in. So Naomi leaves and meets her out on the soccer field. And Emily's just like, what is this? And Naomi says, oh, I met Sophia at this open day at a college. And we don't really get any details. She just says, nothing happened. I didn't sleep with her. I didn't do anything. Like, we just talked. And Emily's like, okay, well, I also found this key. Do you know what it goes to? And Naomi says, oh, it's probably to her cadet locker, which if you had just met someone and casually talked, you wouldn't be like, oh, it goes to her cadet locker because I know all about her life. So Emily is, of course, more suspicious. Why does Naomi know this level of detail about this girl that she allegedly just talked to briefly? Still, though, it's good to figure out where this key goes to because we need to, like, unlock all the rest of the mystery, so... They go to the Southwest Cadet Center because Sophia was, like, in the military training program or something, so she was at this cadet center, and they open up her locker and see this shrine to Naomi. It's really intense. There's, like, trash from Naomi's candy bar wrappers, and there's, like, her old toothbrush that she used. So it seems really creepy, and Emily kind of breathes a sigh of relief, being like, oh, this girl just really overhyped whatever interaction they had, and she was just, like, stalking Naomi and being a total weirdo, so nothing really happened, and that's fine. And it kind of breaks the tension that's been building between them, and they run into the back room of the cadet center and have, like, this cute little make-out hookup session, and everything seems fine. Emily just takes that to be how things went, and it kind of makes sense, so it's all good. But after that, we go to family dinner at the Fitch's, so tense. I'm so happy that we've replaced awkward stoneum dinners with awkward Fitch dinners because we need lots of awkward dinner scenes. That is a requirement of two-thirds of Skins episodes. So Katie's got a new boyfriend. He looks about 45. The man is balding. He's He's had at least one divorce, I'm convinced. And their little brother is having, like, a little bit of a gender exploration moment, so go for it. They call him Brittany. I don't know if that was always his name or if that's his new name. Might be just having a little non-gender conforming experience, and we'll see if that develops into anything. But I thought that was cute. They kind of just brushed past it. Of course, we find out some big drama because 
It's a Skins dinner scene. There has to be drama. We find out that Mr. Fitch lost the gym. We find this out because Mrs. Fitch is talking about how she got a loan so she can start her wedding planning company, which is fine, I guess. I don't know if I would want her planning my wedding, but especially if she's so homophobic, she's going to have a limited clientele. Regardless, we find out that the family's going broke and she starts having a breakdown because she's like, I was going to pay Emily to not go travel with Naomi. And Emily's like, you were going to bribe me to not go with my girlfriend? And then Katie says, well, I want my money. Where's my money? And it escalates and escalates. And Emily is so fed up with being treated so badly by her family. So she just says, I'm leaving. And Katie begs her not to go, of course. The sibling bond. And of course, Katie doesn't want to get left in this dysfunctional-ass household by herself. So Emily storms out with a bag packed. When Matt shows up in the yard and he says, it was pretty easy to figure out who you are. You're a redhead with a moped. There's only like one of you. And he pulls out the envelope that she gave him and it says, I'm sorry, love you. So it does seem like Sophia killed herself, which is awful. It's probably better for him to have some closure than to feel like there's this open-ended mystery of what happened. Like, Of course, it's fucking terrible that his sister killed herself, obviously, but it does seem to bring some resolution for him. And so we get that answer to that question, at least. Emily still continues on her way out, and she shows up at Naomi's and says, hey, I have to move in here. Naomi's being suspicious, as usual, on the phone with someone, giggling, and then when Emily walks in, she says, oh, who are you on the phone with? And Naomi just says, oh, it was just my mom, but it wasn't, obviously. We can tell that she's lying. Naomi's a terrible liar. To our perspective, it seems so obvious. So, what is Naomi doing, being suspicious? Always, always sneaky, always sneaky, sneaky. They just joke around a bit and have like a problematic tequila and taco night and then get super shit-faced and go to a party i can't tell if the party was taking place at naomi's house or if it was somewhere else but it doesn't really make that much of a difference either way jj and thomas are there thomas is really depressed in a real sad place as he was in the last episode and pandora's like dancing with someone trying to show off to him naomi immediately leaves emily and slinks away to go talk to some girl what's up with this girl so naomi's been talking to this random girl with like seen hair and a um monroe piercing this whole episode i don't know who this girl is We don't find out in this episode, but I'm hoping in the next couple episodes we get some resolution because I'm like, who is this random girl? Is that who she was on the phone with? What's the deal? And so Naomi's just being weird talking to that girl. Emily goes in the bathroom and she's just hiding in there. Cook stumbles in to piss in the tub. Very classy move. And this is, I think, the most profound conversation in this episode is between these two in the bathroom And she says, basically, what do you do when someone you love you don't trust and they're, like, fucking you over? And he's like, oh, Shag's gonna break your heart, basically. And he says to keep it inside because it's always going to hurt, but you can't let it out because then you look really dumb. And 
I mean, it sucks. It's just like love hurts, right? I hate that. <laughs> but it really does, doesn't it? Of course, going back on what he immediately said, he goes into the hallway from the bathroom and beats the shit out of JJ for no reason, except that he's pissed and thinking about it, I guess. So yeah, he just like beats the shit out of JJ, like hardcore, more than he's beat up anyone that we've seen so far. We kind of just breeze past that plot point, but we'll get to it later because the next episode is a cook episode, so we're going to address that. I will give you guys that spoiler alert. Emily leaves and meets up with Sophia's brother at the club where Sophia jumped off the balcony, and she's got this box from Sophia's locker at the cadet center. It's this big wooden box. I was confused for a minute watching this episode because I thought it was Emily's box of pictures of fannies that we have seen in the past but no this is from the locker and it's Sophia's stuff we don't know what's inside of it Naomi's also there and she's like you know forget this Sophia's dead let's just leave it everything's fine they go out on the roof and the brother opens the box and it's got this sketchbook in it that's it's a little story that Sophia drew called love on a train And it depicts everything from the day she met Naomi. And like, yes, she did get really attached to Naomi. And she was so sad that she had this connection with someone she felt and she knew it wasn't reciprocated. But we find out that they held hands on the train and they kissed and they shared this intimate moment. And then Naomi completely lied about the whole thing to Emily. So Emily is sobbing. And Matt just throws the box off of the roof because it's like, well, fuck this. And obviously he's pissed at Naomi because it's hard to not feel like Naomi was part of what happened with Sophia. Not to blame Naomi for what happened with Sophia, but it's like, of course, just sneaking around and lying and doing all this shit, like, does kind of implicate Naomi somewhat in what happened. And then to also be the one to sell her the drugs, it's just not a fucking good look. And of course, Naomi feels like absolute shit and super guilty and is freaking the fuck out about everything that happened so emily goes to her dad and her dad's actually really comforting and being like (laughs) i cheated on your mom once it was awful but she took me back and emily's like i don't know if i can do that but we just end the episode wondering what emily's going to do because she's still living at naomi's house and now everything's really fucked up so We're just going to have to see what happens, I guess. It's really on a cliffhanger here. We don't get any resolution, but we do have some of the answers to what happened with Sophia, at least. So I think that is, like, important to find out because we don't just want to, like, kill off a character for a plot device and then not get any answers as to why it happened. That would be so awful. Skins would never do that. (laughs) Anyway... Thank you guys so much for listening to this, like, long-winded recap of this episode. Like I said, it was really plot-heavy, so I kind of had to just go through everything that happened because it's going to impact the rest of the season. And we just have so many questions. There's just... When one door closes, a million more open in this show, and... I'm invested in the plot, but I also am just so tired of, like, the suffering at this point. So 
I'm hoping we get some more laughs in the next episode, but I just, I remember this season being like no fun ever. We never get to have fun anymore. Why? Why can't we have fun? They're punishing us for watching still. Anyway, I'm going to post uh, to the YouTube and on Instagram at oh wow the podcast. I always love the feedback you guys give me there. And so you guys can chit chat with me on those platforms. And yeah, thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care of yourselves. Take it easy. Stay hydrated. Peace and love. And yeah, thanks. Bye.